With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Hi guys, well from ever more warmer Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. And coming up today, we're going to talk about, uh, oh shit, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, 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 the Lord saving uh, one group of people uh, over another group of people. Is that what we're talking about? Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That like completely slipped my mind. You went you went to a far off land. I I don't even know how I forgot that. Yeah. Anyway, so we're, yeah. we're we'll be talking about that. We'll be uh, Frank by then. We'll have uh, boned up a little bit. And we'll, no, we'll I be... boned up just fine. I, uh, <laughs> I read what I was supposed to read. I just blanked on it. All right. Well, well, All you'll right. have to rebone then. Yeah. Anyway. So coming up on today's show, reboning. That's what that's what's coming up. Sure. Okay. <laughs> So it, never mind. That's not a thing. No, uh, no, why don't no. we uh, why don't we dive into some stuff here? What do you got? Well, I have the actually. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a story out of the way. Okay, because you know we like to laugh on this show, but sometimes something uh, tragic comes up that has to be talked about. We got to address it. Yeah. Um, and uh, once again. Bangladesh is in the news uh, for its treatment of oh, any, basically anybody who isn't uh, Muslim. I'm just going to say, on our show, if Bangladesh comes up, bad things have happened. <laughs> That's just, like other shows, maybe they can bring up Bangladesh yeah, and sure, it'll be sure. a happy story, but we really don't have any happy Bangladeshi stories. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't even imagine what the story, what the, what the show would be. Yeah, again, that would. That would find positive things. Oh. Uh, it, it seems just just a horrid, horrid place at the moment. Um, so, uh, Nazimuddin Samad, uh, it was the most recent uh, victim uh, of uh, these gang attacks um, on atheists mm. uh, in particular. There was a, a list of... Oh, we mentioned this a couple years ago. I think it was like 84 atheist bloggers who um, had been uh, identified uh, and put on a list and um, widely circulated to uh, Islamic groups uh, mm. in the nation as, as people to target uh, right. with, specifically, with these crimes. Specifically designed to say, hey, look at these assholes. Yeah. Anybody got a machete? Yeah. And so that's what happened. Um uh, Nazimuddin Samad uh, was uh, hacked with machetes first aye, aye, aye. Uh, at a traffic intersection um, on Wednesday, and then he last Wednesday, and then he was shot. Um, and uh, he was twenty eight year old, um, twenty eight uh, law student. He was an organizer of a secular campaigning group, uh, the name of which I'm not going to attempt. Oh, come um, on. Give it a shot. Uh, Ghana John Grand Munch. See? Not bad. That wasn't so hard. So bad. Well, we don't know if you mingled it or not. <laughs> That's the delightful thing about well, us. The, 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 those sequence of letters. Well, I didn't stumble. <laughs> right. How's that? Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, just, I just said it in a non-offensive way, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So, the, of course, I mean, we're talking specifically about atheists. It's not just atheists who are being uh, targeted with attacks um, in this uh, purportedly uh, secular uh, nation, right? They have a secular government, supposedly. Right. Uh, but it seems like people just kind of turn the other, uh, or turn a blind eye, I sure. guess is the right phrase. 
there was uh, two foreigners, an Italian aid worker and a Japanese man were shot dead light, uh, late last year. Uh, those were seemingly random attacks, but just kind of highlights. Uh, I may not even want to be foreign in this country no. at the moment. Uh, Shia Muslims, Sufi Muslims, uh, Ahmadi Muslims, Christians, and Hindus have all been uh, attacked. So what does that leave? Sunnis. Sunnis. Yeah. So uh, you, were, you were a Sunni at one point. Sooner. Sooner. Sorry. Oh, dear God. Dear God, Dan. Um... Was there was there a group of Muslims in in Oklahoma? The Sooner Sunnis, <laughs> the Sunni Sooners, uh, perhaps I do not know, uh, but uh, yeah, this is uh, Bangladesh is quickly um, uh, losing its prominent position in my bucket list. Yeah, that's not that's not a place to go. When when we went to India, my mom and I went to India, and she has a friend, a dear friend of hers, who lives in a part of India called Nagaland. Which Uh is actually in this little peninsula on the other side of Bangladesh. Oh, so India sort of it's it's all self-contained, and then there's this offshoot that jumps around Bangladesh and sort of is mashed between Bangladesh and uh, and Myanmar. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I looked it up, and I was and like both the 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 U.S. like the CIA recommendations and the Canadian recommendations because my mom's from Canada. Uh Both both governments were like. Yeah, don't go there. That's not that's not a place for you. Yeah. I'm sure Bangladesh is similarly warned against. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch the country with a ten foot pole. But uh, it, w- thanks to uh, global warming, though, it's one of the <laughs> places it's... that's going to disappear. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> so, good. so the problem is just going to fix itself. It, yeah, we, um, we, all we have to do is some time. Just use some oil. Everybody and uh, and we'll uh, we'll do, we'll have dealt with Bangladesh in in the most passive aggressive way possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's I'm gonna move horrible. On. I can't believe that, Dan. I can't I, believe yes. you just said that. I'm I'm yeah. I'm the terrible person for sure. <laughs> uh, so a new study has come out by. I'm just going to call it Pew from now on oh, because that's cuter yeah. okay. than just Pew. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, Pew, 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 they said uh, that they, so they were looking at uh, around the world, um, six faith groups, Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, Jews, and the, the relative religiosity of men versus women. Oh, interesting. Uh, Oh, and they looked at the religiously unaffiliated, which I'm not sure why that would be. Well, I mean, I guess they were asking questions of all the people. So, okay. So would you like to predict whether men or women are in general more religious? Women. Women are more religious than men, (laughs) uh, apparently, according to breaking news on uh, TGIA today. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I don't know if it seems obvious to you, but it doesn't seem obvious to me considering the fact that most of these, if not all of these religions, put women at a lower place uh-huh. than yeah. men. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not still fucked up. But Which is, so So there is some counterintuitiveness to this whole uh-huh. thing, but uh-huh. I feel like that's part of the deal. Because what they've done is they've actually looked at, uh, they've also looked at women who are in... Um, sort of more elevated places socially. Mm. Uh, women, for instance, who work and have a salary are less likely to be religious than women who don't. Who, Is it that they're finding some sort of hope and solace in their miserable... I don't know. Subjected I mean, I, I don't think I'm willing to, lives. Uh, to, to guess at a, at a cause. I'm willing to, you know, throw out some possibilities, but... I, I certainly don't know what the actual cause is, but it seems clear that uh, that it's not a uh, not a like a biological or evolutionary thing. It's much more a cultural or or social. It seems a situational thing. I think you put people in dire, hopeless situations, and uh, that could just be being uh, a woman who's expected to do womanly things and is being limited. In uh-huh. her options. Yeah. She sees she doesn't have a lot of hope. She doesn't have right. dreams and aspirations and things that she wants to do aside for maybe some dreams and aspirations for her children. Right. Right. I also feel like there's a, a so a, a sort of 
stepped down version of Stockholm syndrome that might be happening. Well, where, where if you're like, if you're in, you know, there the, we always you love hear, your abuser. Yeah, you always feel you always hear about you know people who women who are in an abusive relationship and would never ever leave yeah, because they yeah. get because you know they've become psychologically linked to this other person in some so you, way. Okay, so you have Stockholm syndrome. You have battered wife syndrome, isn't right. that the... Yeah. Um, so you have sort of the, uh, what would you call it, abused believer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think God is the, the ultimate the, abuser. The disrespected believer. Right. Right. You know? Eventually you become uh, uh, dependent upon your lower status. Uh-huh. Or something. Anyway, yeah, uh, it was just an interesting thing. That, you know, they, what they found was that... Um, now, here's an interesting thing. Uh, among Muslims, there was less of a gap. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, women reported praying by more than men by only two percentage points, uh, as opposed to uh, 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 like 3.5 percentage points I wonder what uh, that is. for other uh, women. So, like, so yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point. Um, well, I mean, in, first of all, I mean, that's like that's accounting for how many prayers are said a day, and yeah. and, and in Islam, everyone's required to pray five times. Yes. So maybe that just evens the odds out on that one. <laughs> uh, just the requirement, because you know, if you're required to pray five times, the odds of you actually praying more than those five times pretty huh. low. Like you're you'll work it into one of the five. Like yeah. if you got something you need, you're gonna work it in. You're gonna be uh it's it's you're covered. <laughs> I'll just take care of that at noon. Mm. I don't have to do it right now. Perhaps. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, only, only, there were only a few outliers. Israel was another interesting outlier. Um uh so men report praying more times per day than women in Israel. Mm. Uh I don't know. I think I think Judging based on a specific practice, they, it seems a little problematic to me because different different groups are going to place different importance on different things. Well, that was one. Things, uh, that was right? only one of the ways that, that that they tested this. Okay, this was a compilation of of several different measures, uh, including how often they pray, pray, uh, how often they attend a church or go to a religious center, uh-huh. um, uh, like how how often they take part in certain. Uh, other activities like they they had a whole a whole list of different questions that they were asked right okay okay um so you know yeah. there you go women are uh boy they they love their oppression apparently <laughs> not well, obviously not the women who listen to our program no clearly not. for they have shed the shackles of men yes uh well here's something else that um i guess people in general need to be uh, set free of okay dan uh which is uh christians need to be set free from porn or, oh. or so says an upcoming summit uh <laughs> the set free global summit sold out actually wow of, of about 900 church and uh ministry leaders uh, and they're going to be getting together in Greensboro, North Carolina, to try to figure out what to do about I, pornography. I've been to Greensboro. Have you now? It's a charming little town. Yeah. Well, there's soon going to be a lot of people who are up in arms about porn. About porn. Uh, the chief organizer of the whole thing, uh, Josh McDowell. Have you ever heard of Josh McDowell? No. He's the head of jo- the Josh McDowell Ministries. Well, he and, would be the right choice for the head of that and ministry. And Covenant Eyes. Ooh. Covenant Eyes. I don't know what that is, but okay. I'll tell you what it, what it isn't. <laughs> Those aren't the eyes that you look at porn with. Oh, actually, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's an internet filtering and accountability <laughs> uh, software suite. Um, and this is coming up. This is going to run from uh, April 7th. Yeah. Um, or I'm sorry. It'll run through April 7th. Oh, Today this... is the 7th. Oh, <laughs> we missed it. Damn, Damn it. it. Oh, uh, I wanted to go there. <laughs> All I would do is just look at porn. I would just go sit in a sit like somewhere well, and just that, yeah. look at porn all day long. Well, they have to demo. Right. Right. How the software works. We have to know what we're talking about here. Yeah. People. 
Uh, anyway, there's going to be uh, presentations about the neurological, physiological, uh, psychological. I made up physiological. I was meaning <laughs> to read phys- uh, psychological, and I'd only glanced at the word. Uh, uh, so it's neurological, psychological, social, and spiritual effects of pornography. Think- and this is from McDowell himself. I realized that most people, including pastors of the church, are blinded. That is something they say happens from mm. masturbation. <laughs> um, they just don't know what's going on. They can't even grasp the size of it. Ooh, that was a little bit of a Freudian thing happening with that phrasing. I, so he he wants them all to grasp the size of it, he huh? Needs to grasp the size. I just think. I, here's the thing that I think. I think first of all, and I've looked at this a little bit. I sort of wouldn't say I've studied it at all, but I've looked mm. at it a little bit. And there mm-hmm. is controversy within the uh, American psychological mm-hmm. community. As to whether or not something like porn addiction actually exists, right? Whether they can call it addiction uh, at all mm-hmm. because it doesn't satisfy most of the definitions of addiction, right? It's one of those things where, and it definitely seems to afflict the religious much more than it does the non-religious. Now well, that may be the because we're concerned about it, right? I was going to say that may be because those of us who are non-religious and look at porn just don't care. And like maybe look not at a, a lot deal. of porn. What's that? And maybe even look at a lot of porn. Maybe, or maybe we're not so so like repressed sexually, and we just don't need to look at porn <laughs> be- to satisfy ourselves because right, we can actually just enact our own sexual pleasure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they did a. Uh, this is all based on uh, data from the Barna Group which did a, um, a study mm. um, on, um, uh, on Americans, the church, and pornography. Um, and it was, the, the study was commissioned by McDowell himself. And among their findings, um, we find out that young adults and teens see pornography um, as less immoral than littering. Uh, and mm. two-thirds... Uh, have engaged in sexting, receiving uh, uh, sexually, or, or you know, the, which is exchanging sexually explicit images right. in a text message. Uh, and uh, let's see, fifty-three percent of pastors report that they don't have a problem in their church, uh-huh. uh, but even while pastors are struggling with pornography, apparently, mm. uh, most pastors at fifty-seven percent and youth pastors at sixty-four percent admit that they have watched porn which i don't know if that's actually struggling i borrowed that word from the sentence that <laughs> preceded that information um yeah I'm, i i watch porn every now and then and i'm not struggling at all i'm fine <clears throat> thank you very much the barna group by the way for anybody who doesn't know it is an evangelical christian uh mm. polling firm yeah. yeah uh let's see the summit's going to feature uh just a wonderful list of uh of people uh, who are going to be speaking on, about porn. Mm. Uh, among them, uh, Bernie Anderson, a pastor who published a book about his battle oh. with pornography. And uh, Shelley Lubin, a former porn star who founded the Pink Cross Foundation, oh. a ministry uh, that, per, uh, that, that um, ministers to performers in the pornography industry. Oh, my God. So uh, I just yeah. wish I wish that, you know, a fashion designer would minister to people in the pornography industry because boy they they just they just need they just need to be styled better more than anything they, you know yeah yeah they're just behind the times just yeah. catch up a little bit yeah uh, the, i would say the same goes for uh the uh christians yeah that's true that's I mean, true we can minister you know. that's the ministry they need they just you know it was mormon general conference last weekend mm, and mm. boy if if oh. they need a ministry, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's fashion help. That yeah, they need. yeah. You're not going to get them with uh, your your anti Mormon uh, literature. No, but uh, you might you might get them with uh, anti ugly shoes. Right, right. Literature. Look, we're just trying. We we're, we're not trying to save your soul. We're just trying to save our own eyes. <laughs> That's all we're trying to do. Um, I'm going to take us to Russia. Mother Russia, uh, where a uh, a man named Victor Krasnov, 38-year-old man, uh, faces jail. He may go to jail. Why? 
Um, this is Russia. I just have to reiterate. We're, this is not Bangladesh. This is Russia. Right, but we still aren't dealing with reasonable people here. No. But this was the place where, like, religion was banned uh-huh. for decades. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is being, he's facing a jail sentence uh, for writing in an internet exchange that there is no God. Oh, my God. Uh, there were some new laws that were put into place wow. in, in 2013 in Russia, apparently. Apparently after the Pussy Riot incidents. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Pussy Riot, for those of you who don't know, is two things. A punk, a Russian punk band of women who, uh, who went up against the church. And also my favorite band name of all time. <laughs> I really wanted a put free Pussy Riot t-shirt, but now they're free, so it's, mm. like, it doesn't, it's not as good. Mm. Anyway, um, so yeah, apparently uh, the charges carry a maximum one-year jail sentence. And uh, he, yeah, he literally just said, uh, he basically said, at least for me, uh, there is no God. He's, he he called uh, the collection of Jewish fairy tales entitled. He he said something about the quote collection of Jewish fairy tales entitled the Bible, and it called it complete bullshit. Right. And this apparently uh, has uh, has put him uh, in harm's way of the law that doesn't allow insulting the feelings of religious believers. Oh dear God. I, oh, your poor feelings. Russia, that's that's pretty amazing to think. Right. I mean, clearly a law that uh, made Russia officially atheist. Right. Right. In the Soviet Union. Right. Atheist. Um, clearly that's not going to make everybody in the country be atheist. Right. Right. Uh, but boy, that's that pendulum swung. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, Suddenly that's... just quote offending the sentiments of orthodox believers is enough to get you in jail. This it, the, the, their their embrace of extremism is they're good at it. They're good. Go go with what you know, baby. <laughs> I mean, come on. You, you wow. know, they're they're good There's at like extremes. There's nothing in moderation in that place. No, no. I mean that's that's not what they do. Wow. It's either gray and and depressing, or it's <laughs> brightly colored onion dooms. <laughs> you get one or the other. Yeah, you, yeah. You, there's no middle ground. No, I know. Wow. So there you go. That's quite the tradition they have. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, couldn't avoid this one. Uh, Even though we did last time, this story actually we could have covered it last time, but everybody was so up in arms about something else that happened at the exact same time that this one got missed. Uh-huh. Uh, involves the same person, Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump. Uh, at the exact same event as when he uh, uh, commented, made his little fam- now famous comments about abortion. Yeah. Uh, in, in an interview with Chris Matthews of MSNBC, uh, he, uh, they, they got on to the topic of his his desire to ban Muslims from entering the country. Yes. And he ends up saying, believe it or not, I have a lot of friends that are Muslim and they call me and in most, and then he, and they call me, uh, in most cases, they're very rich Muslims. Okay. And then that's when Chris Matthews kind of stops him and uh, asks him whether his rich Muslim friends would be able to enter the country under under his, his, his Muslim ban, uh-huh. ban, and uh, he says they'll come in. You'll have exceptions. <laughs> so, as with most things, you have enough money, and uh, Donald Trump doesn't give a rat's ass. Look, Trump understands a fundamental point, which is that if you have enough money, you're automatically a good person. <laughs> It's just how it works. He knows because he knows because he has a lot of money. So he understands yeah. how it works. He knows that he's a good person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, the best person. He's, he's look, I'm the best person. I'm the smartest person. <laughs> Nobody's ever been as good as me. Nobody will ever be as good as me. I know this. I've got the best hair. I'm the I've got the biggest hands. Mm-hmm. I'm the best person. Yeah. Uh Muslims, they're not good people, but if they have money, you know, they're friends of mine. It's okay. Yeah. I got to do business with these people. Yeah. Of course they're coming in. Yes, do business with someone. Right, exactly. You know, 
Yeah, you know, you got you got the Sultan of Brunei. What am I going to do? Not let him come in? Of course he's going to come in. I got yeah. he's going to he's going to finance my next casino. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is this is how Donald Trump's world works. Yeah. Uh and uh He's like, "What? A rule that applies to everybody? Shut up." No, not to rich people. Not to, that's the whole point of being rich. They're my friends. Rules don't apply. Obviously, I'm going to let them in. Uh which of course all you have to do is think about some rich Muslims who've, oh, I don't know. What, like the Bin Laden, Laden family? Laden? <laughs> yeah, the whole Bin Laden family. They, they had lots and lots of money, but they're safe. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They're fine. Um, and uh, when Matthews uh, sort of continued pressing about the ban uh, and the fact that it might rub Muslims the wrong way, <laughs> you think? Uh, Trump uh, instead argued this time that uh, having the ban would have a galvanizing effect on Middle Eastern countries in the fight against ISIS. Uh, maybe they'll be more disposed to fight ISIS. Maybe they'll say, we want to come back to America. We've got to solve this problem. Yeah, that's what they'll say. <laughs> Entry into the United States is so important. That they'll do... Well, and there's no chance that they would look at that and say, look, America's turning their backs on us. They are now all of our enemy and unite with ISIS. Like, there's uh -huh. no chance that that would happen. Right. Like, uh, basically, the United States declaring that Islam is its enemy couldn't possibly have any deleterious effects between us and the, uh, <laughs> the countries of the Middle East. No. No, no. 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 This is clearly well thought out. Yeah. Um, foreign policy. So, yeah. 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 Well yeah. done. Well done, Donald Trump. Yeah. You keep on. Keep on going. Um, I've got some news. Do you remember when you and I went on a road trip through the South for yes. this particular podcast? Yeah, a few years ago now. Yeah, one of our first stops was Groom, Texas. Yes, where it we was. saw an enormous cross <laughs> in the middle of nothing. Yeah, yeah. Literally, Groom, Texas has like four houses and a gigantic cross on the side of the freeway. <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah yeah uh, and it's what they're known for well not to be outdone the city of corpus christi texas which of course means body of christ yeah is now going to have the the ground has been broken for the largest cross in the western hemisphere <laughs> Uh, this will beat out across the... Was Where in, is the one in the Eastern Hemisphere, Dan? Uh, the, uh, Bangladesh? No, it's not. No, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this keeps coming up because they had the same claim in Groom, right? That that was the largest or the tallest cross in the Western Hemisphere. No, that was... Well, it was at one point. And then, and then they got beaten out by something in, mm -hmm. like, in like Indiana, I think. Yeah, they like big crosses, too. So anyway, Texas, finally, everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. They're going to get it back. They're, yeah, they're taking back the title. Good. In Corpus Christi. You'll, if you fly into Corpus Christi, apparently you'll be able to see it uh, oh, from, yeah, from yeah, your yeah. plane. Good. Uh, it will be over 200 feet high. Oh, my God. 210 feet high oh uh, God, and 95 tall. feet wide. Uh, so that's, that's pretty good. Oh my god! They're uh, they're definitely making a name for themselves now. Uh, it the the it's so big that the design allows for a two foot deflection at the top for wind. Like it can, oh yeah, it can go. It, yeah, there's, can there's sway. Yeah, two feet of sway wow. allowance, so that it doesn't just come toppling over. That's smart. That's yeah. Smart. Well, it's probably in, it's, in in tornado country, isn't it? The, mm, more hurricane. Oh, okay. Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. Yeah. Um, but, um... Ooh, Madrid. There's your largest cross. Sorry, I just found it. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently in Madrid, there's a 495-foot cross. How are we letting them outdo us? <sighs> this is terrible. They're Get only your doing two... They're not even halfway up the high... What? This I, is I, bullshit. This is super bullshit. We're not even close. Uh, I'll tell you what else. Uh, a city in Michigan apparently has turned their cross uh, into something else entirely. I'm trying right. to figure out what that is. 
Is there an observation deck? Are they planning an observation deck, Dan, in Corpus Christi? Yes, you have to walk out, and you basically you put your arms out, uh-huh. and you hold on to these things on the side, and then you uh, you basically you, they, you get crucified. Oh, that's you nice. just dangle from in the middle of the cross. They should have a zip line from the top. <laughs> they should have a zip line. <laughs> I've, I've I've never understood how few zip lines there are in the world. <laughs> I was up on the mountain, up on the in the foothills of Salt Lake City, up by uh, Enzyme Peak, just the other day, and I looked down at the Capitol, and I was like, "How is there not a zip line all yeah. the way down?" Yeah, right. Be so much fun. It'd be a good zip line. It'd be awesome. Be a good zip line down. Mm-hmm. All right, somebody, somebody, get me, uh, you know, some some investment seed money, and we'll get the zipline project <laughs> going. Well, we need a big cross first. We could have the world's largest cross in Salt Lake City. That would show the Mormons. <laughs> That'll show everybody. <laughs> no one will understand that move. They'll never see it coming. <laughs> Well, if y'all have anything you'd like to suggest for the best zipline and or cross combination in the world, you can do it by writing to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page. It's Facebook. You know, we need to get over 10,000 likes on Facebook. We're not quite there yet. And I I would prefer it if we were there. So go there. And like us. Click like. See what Mackenzie's posting. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 We've got enough listeners. Yeah. You, you we, guys. We should be well over that by now. Yeah, but we're mm, not. All right. Uh, and of course, while you're on Facebook, liking our Facebook page, uh, you can also search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Indeed. It's a uh, closed group, uh, meaning you have to request to join and then we'll let you in. As long as you're atheist. Yeah. No trolls allowed. No trolls. All right. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, This is one... uh, It's one? It's one Mr. Pat Robertson. Patty boy. Uh, And uh, he is... uh, Actually, he takes a position that we took. Kind of. Almost. Kind of, sort of. We'll we'll hear what he has to say. You know, it's interesting what Trump says. uh, It shocks people. But at the same time, uh, the old adage was that uh, abortion was illegal, that it was murder. And consequently, if it's illegal and it's murder, uh, then there had to be some penalty attached to it. That's why it was so very, very hard to get any kind of legislation against this sort of thing. And now they say, well, it should punish the provider who does the abortion, not the woman who's having it, which sounds more reasonable. But in any event, if somebody says abortion is murder, then what do you do to somebody who commits murder? I mean, so it's a dilemma that people have been wrestling with, and I'm certainly not going to get into it, but that does seem a bit draconian. But at the same time, we've slaughtered close to 50 million unborn babies in America since Roe versus Wade. It's been a slaughter that is unprecedented. And these are innocent human beings that are being slaughtered. And uh, we had the scandal of Planned Parenthood auctioning off or selling off the various body parts of unborn babies. I mean, it makes you sick at your stomach. But these are human beings. They're human beings. Yeah. Or not. And maybe the women should be punished or not. I don't. I'm not going to get into it now. (laughs) Certainly draconian. But maybe it's right. and Maybe it's wrong. And I don't know. He seems. He seems. Uh, Has he had problems with draconian laws in the past? <laughs> no. Well, if they're the wrong, if if they're his kind of draconian, then no. I, I mean, that's why he, this just seems like it would be right up his alley. But. Yeah. Except except that again, that's that's the thing is that like people can't even people who are so adamant against abortion and that it's murder and all this stuff. The second you start to say, well, okay, should we punish the murderer? Uh, they go, oh. Oh no 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 no! That's 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 not what we're saying. We're not saying that. Yeah, actually, we have a voicemail. Let's yeah, that. That, that, it it ties in very so neatly. Let's, this is from Sarah, and uh, she's a longtime listener and a good friend. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is Sarah calling from beautiful Eugene, Oregon. At least currently beautiful today. Um, and I was just listening to your recent episode where you're talking about um, uh, the abortion question of whether women should be punished if abortion is made illegal. And initially, I completely agreed with you that it, you know, the logic of the pro or the anti-abortion side just makes no sense. 
Um, but then I realized that it actually perfectly conforms to a sort of core philosophy that they have, which is that women, when it comes to procreation, and that includes from virginity to losing their virginity to getting married to deciding to have children to raising children, are actually not agents of their own lives, or at very least, they can't be trusted to be agents of their own lives. So this just plays out that perspective, which is essentially that women are incapable of making their own decisions about um, their procreative choices, and so if they have decided to have abortions, that's obviously somebody else's fault, because women can't make those kinds of choices uh, as fully functional humans when they're, you know, gestating and whatnot. Anyway, just that was my thought on it, and uh, hope you guys think it's interesting as well. Bye. See, that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we can't blame the woman. She's not. She she's not capable of right. making these decisions. Yeah. It would be like, like Texas putting a a, a mentally challenged person to death after a murder, they which would, would be which ridiculous. They would never. They do. would never do that. No, clearly not. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it, yeah. it does sort of fit into the narrative that, uh, you know, men know what's best and women just need to do what we tell them. Yeah. So if they had an abortion, somewhere there's a man who's at fault. Wh- well, I mean, no, the woman's at fault, but we can't blame her or something. I'm not. Here's what if a- the person who performs the abortion is a woman? See, now you're going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> That's, this is the problem with like with 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 religious fundamentalist thinking is yeah. that like if you try to apply logic too hard, yeah, everything breaks. Yeah, oh yeah, including your brain immediately. It all breaks. I'm gonna read a, a, a an email, please. Do we, we've got other voicemails and stuff. Uh, hey Frank and Dan, uh, this is from anonymous. Boy, anonymous. Anonymous. That person's famous. Yeah. Did they did they read it? No. Yes. You have to read it with the voice. This was actually hacked onto my computer. <laughs> uh, you don't even know where it came from. Right. No. Uh, an anonymous person writes, as a TGI li- a listener and woman who has indulged in breast augmentation surgery, mm. I thought I would write in, to res- to res- in response to your last episode. Now, I'm going to remind our listeners that our last episode, one of the things that we discussed was... Uh, the the preponderance of plastic surgeons in Utah and mm-hmm. the Mormon women uh, woman's uh, tendency toward like over tendency toward plastic surgery. Yes, uh, and we tr- attempted to make some logical sense of it, but you and I are both yeah. men. Yeah, we just and, we took uh, our our best uh, stab at it. Right, right. Uh, but we certainly don't have all the perspective. And, yeah. and it was nice. We had an outpouring of, uh, of female perspective on this. Which, which is wonderful. Fantastic. Uh, you know what? I often think that sometimes the segment is just starting a conversation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We, we say what we think, and then I love hearing back when people have more to, more to add yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We say what we think, and then everybody writes in and goes, you guys are idiots. Here's how it really works. <laughs> uh uh, she says, while I can't explain the Mormon reasoning for so many boob jobs, I can tell you that mine was never about becoming more attractive to the opposite sex. Hmm. I've been happily married for almost 15 years. I won't deny that my husband does benefit, but I believe my motivation was a sort of keeping up with the Joneses, the Joneses being the women around me. Oh. Example, in one mom group I've been a part of for 13 years, four out of nine of us have new breasts, and the fifth uh, will have them before the end of the year. So, cheers to new boobs, she says. Love you guys, Anonymous. Uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, I've heard, you hear that refrain a lot, that women don't look good for men. They look good for women. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and that that's a, a thing. And that's kind of, that's one of the things we talked about. Yeah. That, that it's the, 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 the other women. Yeah. It's especially the, intense the, with uh, it, within Mormonism, but... You know, but, I mean, is that what she's saying? No, she's, she's, just, she's saying, just saying. That she's just saying that everyone like, around her is getting them. So, so she she wants to keep up. All right. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. Uh, I. I. I have my personal views on the aesthetics of fake breasts as opposed to real ones, but I, that's not. That's neither here nor there. Right. Uh. Yes. I will. Let's move on before I get into trouble here. Uh. Should I do another voicemail or another? Uh, Let, yeah. Let's hear more about this. Um. Oh, you know what? I I, I decided that that voicemail kind of covered the rest of what everybody else was saying. So, so should we so just let's play just it? play that other voicemail. Okay, perfect. 
Hi, Frank and Dan. This is Ashley. I just finished listening to your conversation about Mormon boob jobs, and I just had to call and give my two cents. Um, as a born in the covenant, raised in northern Utah, Mormon girl who married at 19 and had four kids by the time I was 30, I can tell you that a big part of it is that culture to get married young and have lots of babies fast because then you hit your 30th birthday and you're left with a saggy tummy and saggy boobs and there's really no amount of beach body workouts or it wraps, it works wraps that will fix that for you so you go the plastic surgery route. I know a lot of women who've done that. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to touch on is I feel like polygamy has a very subtle influence there as well. Um, as a Mormon woman, we constantly have that looking over our shoulders. We know that even though they don't practice it now, in the next life, you know, we will be practicing polygamy. And even now, men can be sealed to more than one woman in the temple. So if your husband is bored of you or you're not attractive enough, then he can just find another one and go get sealed. And ta-da, you have a sister wife. So that adds to that pressure to remain physically attractive all throughout life to your husband. And then one last thing, I have known women whose husbands have watched pornography and they feel like if they get the boobs or the perfect body and look like the women in the porn, then their husbands won't feel that need to watch, to watch porn anymore. So there's that as well, which of course does not work. Uh, but anyways, those are my thoughts. It's definitely a huge cultural thing. There's a lot of pressure to have that perfect Mormon body. Uh, love the show. Hope you guys are having a fabulous day. Bye. I think those are brilliant points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the polygamy angle I had never thought of at all. Right. Because polygamy is not practiced in the church anymore. But she's right. Like, there's eternal polygamy. Yeah. So you better wind up in heaven. We're Look, looking good. With a hot bod. Ooh, yeah. Or at least not have pissed him off while you're here. <laughs> uh, you don't you don't want him to lose interest. Yeah. It's so fucked up. We had a we had our friend April also write in. She made a lot of the same points that uh that caller made. Yeah. Um but she also said that um just adding to the whole because Mormon women tend to get married very, very young. Uh and so uh, she's, she said that she believes that emotional maturity can be stunted when you marry and become a parent at such a young age. Uh, and that also informs a lifetime of decisions. Mm. I thought that that was an interesting point yeah. as well. Um, I'd like to bring up the fact that, um, the transcription of that voicemail by Google, by Google, uh-huh. um, is really interesting because it's gotten a lot better. Uh-huh. Like they're, they're doing like when they first in, introduced transcribing voicemail, it was, <laughs> it was a thing and it was like you could kind of skim it. And if you read it really fast and kind of listened to yourself, read it, you could kind of hear what may actually be what saying. it was really saying. But uh-huh. now it's gotten pretty decent. Um, but it instead of typing out porn, it did P asterisk 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 as if porn itself is a bad word. What? That's crazy. Isn't that <sighs> weird? That's really weird. I don't know why they would do that. <laughs> Which also, I, I hadn't thought about the porn thing. The connection, the, yeah. the, the, the fact that Utah has such a high porn consumption rate. Right. And so, so these women try and look like a porn star. Yeah. But, for their husband, so their husband stops watching but porn. But I got That's news for you, honey. You're still a Mormon lady. Like, you may have that porn body, but you're... You've, he prays are you are you willing to do everything well and he goes to church with you he mm-hmm. sees you with his children yeah that's not what he's fantasizing about it's not the body that he's fantasizing about it's being not with you it's being with some slut who not well ladies just get your slut on <laughs> get your hoe on you can do it just get dirty yeah it's it you're you're not really a slut if it's with your husband. If it's with your husband, yeah. you're just having fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh Sherry wrote into us. Uh she said uh, she said uh, I have recently just started listening to the podcast. So let me first say that I have seriously enjoyed your show. Uh though I'm considering sending you the bill for the necessary detail work on the inside of my car for spilling coffees with so for spitting coffee with so many of your comments. Whoa. All yeah, right. well, sorry we owe you for that. <laughs> uh 
Too many podcasts are far too serious, she mm. says. Anyway, that said, there was one serious error you one of you made in one of the podcasts Uh-oh. I recently listened to that I think you might want to take another look into. Uh-oh. And that was on church-owned hospitals. You said that churches have stepped away from medical care, and that is completely off the real off from the reality. I don't know when we said that, I but I, I will just believe to... her that we did because yeah. it sounds like some bullshit we would spout. <laughs> Uh, The reality is that they are buying up hospitals and clinics in record numbers, particularly in more liberal areas where they know they can't change the laws. Uh, There are cases in many states, such as Texas, where women have been withheld from knowledge or or services that could have prevented serious medical issues. They are primarily using their ownership to deny women reproductive rights. Hmm. But I have no doubt they will begin to expand that to things like gays being at the bedside of their partners or even refusing to treat gays and any other people that they can find a biblical basis for discriminating against. Hmm. Uh, It's currently estimated that they own close to 10% of the hospitals in the country and buying more every day. I suppose they is the Catholic Church. She hasn't been clear about that. But just maybe just churches in in general, conservative religious groups is what it sounds like. Yeah, Uh, it's not making the the news much and it should be. It's a serious problem. Ah, That's fascinating. Uh, Keep in mind that they are also opposed to stem cell research, fetal tissue research, etc. These could offer cures to thousands of medical issues. Uh, So she says, uh, again, thank you for bringing a laugh to my very long morning drive. You two are fabulous. Yeah. So thanks, Sherry. That's a that's an interesting point. And it sucks in the world that that's true <laughs> uh, the fairly strategic move yeah you know go into liberal areas buy up the hospitals and then deny the things that you know yeah we haven't really heard about about gays getting denied stuff yet yeah but if you took you know certain services off the off the services that you provide i'm sorry we don't do list. aids yeah in this hospital that's not we're not one of those aids hospitals <laughs> it's not our thing or just, you know, sound reproductive health type stuff. Right, right. You know. Uh, I would talk to you about reproductive health, but because you're gay, you don't reproduce. So, <laughs> out you go. Uh, we had one more uh, email that I wanted to read. Okay. Uh, it, oh, shoot. Who is this from? It's from a person. Um, but oh, that's, that's, wow. It's from a listener. Uh, this, this comes to us Lots from... Lots of information. Listener. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, listener. I, I don't have you. But uh, I, your your information will make it on. Um, <laughs> listener writes, I, I listened to the podcast about abortions and Mormon boobs, and you mentioned an abortion spell, expectum abortum, abortum. Uh-huh. Okay. I, yeah, I think I made a joke about that. Yeah, it was uh, funny. Uh, I think it was. I immediately remembered uh, that spell from the Bible, actually a curse. So here you go. And he, he gave me, the, he, he did list out the, uh, the, uh, uh, actual wait there's a curse there's a, out in the th- bible yeah okay. this is great uh oh it this is yes this is from uh miko uh and finnish yeah. finland uh this person is finnish oh yeah very good i've known a miko in my life oh there you go um so this person so miko says uh he, he or she gives us a uh is miko boy or, okay well uh, the one i knew was okay uh a, a, a too long didn't read version which says if a husband sus- suspects a wife has been unfaithful he can take her to the temple and bribe a cleric to cast a curse on her the woman has if if the woman has been unfaithful her belly will swell and she has oh, a no. miscarriage what if she hasn't been unfaithful she should survive the curse uh so that's a that's some fucked up shit yeah but what it points out is that the bible is pro-abortion. <laughs> as long as it's brought about by a prayer. Yeah. You know, uh, or you know, a curse. Or, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is basically... So, so this is... I think this is... Uh, where is this from? This is Numbers. In the, in the book of Numbers, five... So as recently as... <laughs> what, 5,000 years ago? Sure, whatever. <laughs> the, Great, cool. Four thousand years ago, I do That's like wonderful. it. Like the way the way what the man's supposed to do if he suspects that his wife has uh, has had sex with another man. But wait, you said a weatherman? <clears throat> what a man is supposed to? Oh, okay. To Sorry. Do. Yeah, what a weatherman is supposed to do <laughs> uh, is yeah. He he takes his wife to the priest. He must also take an offering of a tenth of epha, 
uh, of barley of of barley flour on her behalf. Oh, okay. He must not pour olive oil on it or put incense on it. That's very important. Okay. Because it is a grain offering of for jealousy, a reminder offering to draw attention to wrongdoing. Oh, okay. Then the priest shall bring her and have her stand before the Lord. Then you shall take some holy water in a clay jar and put some dust from the tabernacle floor into the water. After the priest has had the woman stand before the Lord, he shall loosen her hair and place her in her hands the reminder offering. The, anyway. Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. There's a whole curse. And then uh, if you lose the baby, you fucked another guy. Oh, my God. But yeah, biblically endorsed, clerically induced abortion. <sighs> well, they didn't have wire hangers. Right. So this was all they had. Yeah. It does make one wonder if like if a woman ever got pregnant and she and her husband were both like, we don't want to be parents. You know what? Let's just <laughs> pretend that you slept with somebody else and see if the clerical get rid of it for us. Uh, I doubt that's the <laughs> I, I would be surprised if that ever happened. Yeah, that uh, seems unlikely. All right. Can I move on? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, we have some people to thank. Oh, yeah. good. Uh, and this seems to be the pattern at the moment. I don't love it as the pattern, but it's the pattern. Um, I'm thinking everybody who signed up last month. Okay. On Patreon. Okay. Patreon. Yeah. They're patrons. Of Patreon. Patreon. Yes. Uh, and you can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash TGI Atheist. Or the link is on our website. Or the link is on the website. Uh, and these uh, these kind folk all signed up to uh, uh, pledge a certain amount of money um, per episode that we release. So this is uh, thank you, Zach, uh, Aslak, Shelley, James, and Tiffany. Um, your support is greatly appreciated. Yeah, there's some things in the works. Uh, we always say shit like this. Don't like, even say it, Dan. Well. Good ideas are are are, swell, are 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 milling about. We'll just say that. Awesome. Let's dive into a, a bit of a conversation here. Um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, it was Mormon General Conference this last weekend. Mm. Uh, this is a twice a year event that ruins downtown Salt Lake City. Once a year would not be enough. No, 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 no. For these you people. You can't just do it once. Because, you know, you have nothing new to say. So you got to get together twice a year and if you say, not say anything. If you say it twice as much, doesn't it mean more? <laughs> If you say nothing twice oh, as often, it's just the worst. Yeah, you're right about it destroying downtown. Yeah, it's just it down. There's there's like it's funny because if you go downtown Salt Lake City, like during Comic Con, that's kind of fun. You're driving around, you see all these people dressed in their crazy outfits or whatever. Yeah, it's still hard to get a table at certain restaurants, and it's still like a sort of nightmare or whatever. But at least everybody's dressed like Qui Gon Jinn or whatever. Sure, right, 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 right. Fun, uh, but. You know, when Mormon conference happens, it, it's a, it's the same type of swarming behaviors, but they're all in floral dresses and shitty shoes. And easily twice, if not three times the numbers. Oh, as, that's true. As some of our largest events in the city. Yeah. Like, it's just, I mean, swarms is the perfect word. It yeah. It's just, there's so many people you don't want to be a pedestrian you don't want to be in your car you don't want to have anything to do with it it's not that bad i mean if you if get you hit north temple you get three blocks sessions, away from it and it's fine yeah three yeah. blocks away from it on, a, on in any direction and you're the, okay try but, passing from the east side to the west side yeah. of downtown which is kind of fun too <laughs> there's like something fun about like you just i mean it's some of the best people watching you'll do you may not want to move quickly because there's just, it's just... Well, if you like bad shoes yeah. and ugly dresses uh, yeah. and suits for Mr. Mac... Oh, these suits. Then... None of these men have a good suit. <laughs> and then every now and then there's the one hipster couple, hipster Mormon mm -hmm. couple, mm -hmm. that that looks all good except that she's wearing a 
tank top under a spaghetti strap dress, uh, or rather a, a, a t-shirt under a, under a sort of right. Because because uh, you got to be you got to cover those shoulders, ladies. Yeah, got to cover those shoulders. Anyway, uh, usually someone, one of the speakers at general conference, one of the general authorities of the of the church, will say something bullshitty. A nice little foot and mouth moment. Yeah, usually there's going to be something where we're just, where all of the us is the people who once were Mormon and now can act, you know now we can hear it when mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah, uh, there's usually something for us to go. Oh, yeah, and I hadn't heard anything. <laughs> like I was usually that just pops up on my Facebook feed. Like yeah. some ex Mormon will be like, "Ah, oh, this is bullshit." Yeah, and they'll put it up there, and I didn't see anything, and I was like, "Oh." They must have just said their standard must have been nothing. The most tepid of right. all. Yeah, exactly. General conferences. But then we got it. It mm-hmm. came up, uh, and it and it brings up a larger point that applies to all of the religions, not just the Mormons. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's something that uh, was uh, spoken by one of our favorites, uh, <laughs> Dallin H. Oaks, mm. Elder Oaks. They like to call him. Gross. Uh, he he's he's in line to be top dog, isn't he? Uh, he's up there. He's old. He's old. And, he probably uh, won't get there, but and he's hateful enough. He's certainly yeah. He's certainly you know. and he's and he looks angrier every time I see him now. Yeah, the, yeah, he really does. I don't remember him when I was a, a kid as being one of the scary ones. Because I, I had my scary ones picked out. <laughs> there was the one who always would have his talks memorized about like not you know masturbating. Oh, really? And he would look straight into the camera. And he would just like, and like they would switch cameras, and he would immediately track which, which right camera over to the other camera straight to the other one. And it was just like, oh, he sees me, he knows where I am. <laughs> he, oh, now he's talking about gays. Oh no, he knows I was masturbating to his talk, Scott. Oh, well, that yeah. was Elder Scott. Okay, right? I think that was his name. Oh my God, he he terrified me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this uh, this Dallin Oaks fella, he's a he's a he he didn't used to be quite as scary. Now he looks kind of like I don't know what he looks like. He's a bald, angry white man. Anyway, here's so what he here's what he was saying. He he said um, that Richard oh, G. Scott. Oh, you don't remember him? No, okay. I never paid attention to those okay. guys when I was a kid. Anyway, sorry. I for I, totally I had here's what you need to understand, boys and girls. Uh, those who of us who were unfortunate enough to be raised Mormon. It's a split. There were the parents that, like my parents, they usually had general conference on in a ra- on a radio or on TV or something. Right. But none of us were paying total attention to it. It was just sort of this droning background noise that happened in the house. Right. But then there are the ones like my wife's family where the kids were required to sit and watch every talk and take <sighs> notes and journal about it and, oh. This is torture for children. See, in Utah, at least... It's child abuse. Uh, you get to watch it from home, if you so choose. Oh, that's true. Uh, no, 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 not in U- not in Oklahoma. Not when you were growing up. Not I think when now I was you growing can. up. Well, if you have the satellite, right. you can do it. Um, but they... Uh, yeah, we would... Uh, we'd have to uh, get up and go to church. Right, go... We'd, yeah. we'd get dressed up, just like normal, and go... We didn't get the two weeks... You know, a year, the two sun, two weekends a year off. Where you don't have to go to church. We don't have to go yeah. to church. Home we had church. to go to, we had to go to the, the, the nearest steak center uh-huh. oftentimes because yeah. that was the one that had the, the dish. That had, yeah, that's right. That you had know. the satellite feed. Oh my God. That's so sad. It was just awful. Yeah. And you'd have to sit there in the chapel, right? And listen. With everybody else who showed up. Right. And then you'd break for a couple hours and then you'd have to go back. The worst. Then you it's break again. It's the worst. Then you have to go back. <laughs> then you go to bed. Yeah. You wake up in the morning, go again. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday, it it's Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Well, I feel for you. Uh, here's what, here's what uh, Elder Oaks said. Uh, he said, God rarely infringes on the agency of any of his children by intervening against some, of, against some for the religious, oh, sorry, for the relief of others. But he does ease the burden of our afflictions and strengthens us to bear them. Mm. I mean, uh, I'm going to skip the part about Alma and he- Halam because nobody, <laughs> no, nobody cares. Yeah. 
Um, he does not prevent all disasters, but he does answer our prayers to turn them aside, as he did with the uniquely powerful cyclone that threatened to prevent the dedication of the temple in Fiji. Mm. Or he does blunt their effects, as he did with the terrorist bombing that took so many lives in the Brussels airport, but only injured our four, only injured our four missionaries. Mm-hmm. So what he's claiming is... God loves us best. Mm-hmm. And He's willing to change weather patterns and bomb explosion patterns. Right. Yes. So the uh, the the blogger that we found this from is uh, is 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 a Mormon woman. Yeah. Uh, who whose blog flunking sainthood sainthood is uh, is 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 cute. It is. And uh, she's and and good. I think. And she, I, I do too. I, I I enjoy her blog. She's the one that pointed out that like. Uh, you know, if you say that we uh, that that God has protected these four missionaries, mm-hmm. then you have to then you're on the hook for accounting for all of the missionaries that weren't protected, right? And throughout think, the year, yeah. And and if 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 we're talking about any religion, if you claim that God has saved X, mm-hmm. then you have to talk about God saving Y. And this is one one of the biggest. For me, one of the biggest logical fallacies of religion. Well, God works in mysterious ways, Dan. Right, right. You know, like, his ways are not our ways. Right, that's also true. Uh, However, if God saves grandma number one from her cancer, but Mm -hmm. grandma number two, three, and four all die... What does that say? Different lessons to learn, Dan. Yeah, exactly. God that needed those families had different needs, and <laughs> right. Grandma One needed not to die at that point. Right, Grandma One still two, three, had, and there, four. There was still work them. here to do you know, on yeah, this earth. They were done, uh, regardless of whether or not she actually does anything. That there was because faith—that's how faith works, Dan. <laughs> it explains it all away. Yeah, you just don't have enough faith, Dan. When Andrea uh, first started. Uh, really exploring the church not being true. Mm-hmm. That was one of the sticking points for her was like, wait a minute. God gets all the credit for everything good and takes zero blame when the bullshit happens. Yeah. Yep. She was so mad about it. She was, <laughs> just what, Wait, we don't blame. Yeah. And it's the same thing. You know, you hear sports heroes who are like all the, all the credit goes to God when they win. And when they lose, you don't ever hear a single one go, man, God just fucked us over on this one. <laughs> well, he wanted someone else to win that day. Right, exactly. You know. And that's the problem. <laughs> uh, it, and this happens in every religion, I think. I'm pretty well, sure. anyone that believes in any kind of like divine intervention or the potential for. Right. Right. That they, that they have access to God through some kind of prayer or intermediary that they can pray to right. if you're Catholic, you know. Right, yeah, right, if, like if, a saint or something. Yeah, like, like if, yeah, if, if, if that's the setup in your religion, then yeah, you have to grapple with this reality that sometimes he answers your prayers and sometimes he doesn't. I feel like And I would whole... say actually most of the time he doesn't answer your prayers and every once in a while uh, he does. Right. It, from, from their perspective. Right. Right. And he chooses the weird ones to answer. Like... <laughs> Like he won't grant you, like he won't grant you a reprieve from your cousin's uh, horrible tumor. Mm-mm. But he will find you that parking space if you need it that one time. Yeah, um, <laughs> he made my diarrhea go away a lot. Oh, that's so sweet of him. Oh, <laughs> him plus explosive a- diarrhea. Him plus emodium. Please make it stop. Oh God. Ooh. What's great about that, what's great about, like, <laughs> please grant me healing from this ailment, yeah. is that, like, eventually it either works or you die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and guess what? Sooner or later, it's all out of your system. Right, exactly. So. Whatever it is, yeah, please, God, take this cold from me. Yeah, it's going to happen. It worked three days later. <laughs> we finally got around to it. It's a long to-do list. He's got a God. backlog yeah. that's really long. and. That's why, you know, it's funny, you mentioned, like, the Catholics and they're using saints as intermediaries. I just, it suddenly brought up this image of, like, all of these prayers just going straight to God and it's just a cacophony and he doesn't even hear them. It's just background noise. But every now and then, but all of these saints are given, like, heavenly megaphones, mm. like bullhorns of of God. 
So, like, if you pray to them, one of them will go, Hey, God! I think the saints actually do the miracle, right? I don't know. That's what I always thought. I mean, you pray to someone to, you know, bless your car. Right. It's them blessing your car. Right. St. Christopher, please help me in this journey or whatever. Yeah, exactly. They're like, okay. I I don't have many powers, but I got, like, (laughs) super awesome travel powers, so. Yeah! Pew, pew! Yep. There you go. All right. Well, if you guys have uh, have other ways in which uh, this kind of this line of thinking uh, affects people, you can write into us. Uh, that would be fine. We'll accept a, an email from you. I'll yeah. Give, why not? Just uh, go to your uh, favorite email machine, and uh, you know, use the the, uh, the the letter board and type in podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, we had voicemails this week. I love Yay. it. I love it. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Yeah. And request to join. Yeah, do that. Uh, we uh, want to thank the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their hot music. And thanks to McKinsey for all of your help on Facebook. Yeah, we sure do appreciate it. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. Bye! Bye!